You know, the one thing that this Donald Trump civil lawsuit really proves to me is how little our lawmakers know about the law. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Thank you so much for joining me today, folks. We'll get to um, we'll get to Eric Swalwell here in just a minute. Couple things I need to let you know of. If you're if you're watching on uh, on any of our shows, if you're watching on Locals, for example, or if you're watching on um, Facebook or wherever you happen to be, uh, you'll notice that I'm in. Kind of. This is the new studio. Now, it's still a construction zone. In fact, I think I should be wearing a hard hat, although nobody really seems to care if I get hit on the head around here. That's the one. <laughs> I was like, should I be wearing a hard hat? They're like, nah, you'll, if you get hit, you'll be, you'll be fine. I'll just keep us, um, you know, it'll just be a little peace and quiet. Uh, but no, this is it. And as you can see, it's cavernous. I don't know if you can look, but it goes all the way back there. And there's, st- there's still room in front of it. It's a massive space. And we're going to do our best to, um, to utilize all of it in some particular capacity, but they're still working on it. We're not even done. I just snuck in here because I was like, look, guys, I need a uh, I need a space to do my podcast. And they said, well, you can't go in there. So I waited till they turned the corner and then I just ran in here with my lights and all my stuff and my microphones. And we'll be doing the podcast here today. And then later on, our first ever uh, post show live on locals will be broadcast from here as well. Me and Hannah will be bringing you all the dirt and all the all the all the hot stuff to the stuff that's too hot for uh, for you to hear on the radio. We'll be bringing you that and in the post-show live, which happens today again, right after. It's probably like 3.05 Eastern time. We're going to now, and typically that's on Tuesday, but yesterday was a crazy day. And like I said, they were moving a bunch of stuff. The next couple of weeks are going to be nutso, but eventually we'll get into a schedule. We'll get into a rhythm and it's going to be, um, gosh, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be so fantastic and so much fun. And I'm really, I'm really, really, <laughs> pardon me, excited about it. Now, uh, if, if you look back there, You'll see that, you know, I'm sitting kind of in the podcast. We're going to have a podcast area and then the actual show will be produced behind me. So a lot of things that, you know, like it's a blank palette. It's a blank space. Um, And then we're going to have to fill it up. And we're going to have you be a part of that, too. We'll explain all that here in just a little while. But first, let's get to some of the news, shall we? Because there's a lot of it. Let me take a sip of my coffee. Mm. This is a very busy week because yesterday... Uh, Joe Biden invited Kevin McCarthy and the other congressional leaders, Chuck Schumer, Akeem Jeffries, all those peeps. I invited him to the White House to sit around and talk about the debt ceiling. And then he said, you know what? Uh, we're at an impasse. Um, impasse. Nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to I'm not going to negotiate. And, you know, you're going to you're you you pre- you're pretending you're not just going to let me raise the debt ceiling no matter what. So uh, let's regroup on Friday. So I don't know what's going to happen on Friday, but Friday there's going to be another meeting at the White House. I guess at this point they're just trying to stack up joe biden's schedule they're just trying to seem like he's actually doing something so they're like they're like why one debt ceiling meeting when we could stretch it out into two debt ceiling meetings and then we could say joe biden's been working hard all week with congressional republicans to to uh fix the debt ceiling crisis but you know anyway that's just it's all a bunch of show in the end somebody's gonna have to cave i hope to god it's not the republicans uh i hope it is joe biden and if you look at the poll numbers joe biden's the one that's underwater on the economy joe biden's the one that's underwater on job performance Joe Biden's the one whose whose own party doesn't want him to run. So Joe Biden should probably make some concessions in this arena and get that debt ceiling raised and cut spending. Because again, cutting spending isn't a bad thing unless, of course, you're a Democrat. So anywho, we'll get into that. Um, another big story today. There are two big Trump stories today. Of course, the first one was yesterday. And this happened. It always happens right when I get off the air. Right, like literally, I got off the air at 3 p.m., 2.58 p.m., Eastern time is technically when our show ends. Like just so you guys know, I say three o'clock, but it's two fifty-eight and twenty seconds. So at two fifty-eight and twenty seconds, I have to shut up or else I mean I could still talk, but they're gonna cut away from me on all the Katriot Radio Network radio stations. 
and there's going to be nothing. It's not going to be anything. So uh, I did right as soon as I, that happened, I walked out of the studio. I went to the bathroom and my phone vibrated and I got a push alert, a news notification that guess what? The jury was out. Uh, they'd come to a conclusion in the Donald Trump civil case with Eugene Carroll. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That was super fast. Also, why did they have to do it when I got off the air? But then I remembered that if I had still been on the air, they would have just cut away from me anyway. And that would have really annoyed me. So I thought, okay, actually, this is better because I got to do my entire show. I got to win back the American Trivia Warrior trophy from Jay after a four week hiatus. And then uh, exciting news after that, um, you know, they, they broke into, I guess, Sean Hannity's show, <laughs> which is which is fine. Better fine by me. If you're going to break into somebody's show, I'd rather it be, you know, the other guy's show. And the news was that the jury found Donald Trump not liable. And this is an important differentiation. Guilty and innocent, convicted, acquitted. Those are all legal terms when you are in a criminal court. This is very important because a lot of people, mostly lawmakers, uh, don't understand that. But when you're talking about guilt and innocence, when you're talking about when you're talking about um, whether or not somebody is acquitted or whether it is uh, somebody has been um, convicted, all those things are legal terms. That is a criminal court of law. The civil court is when two different parties have a dispute. In this case, E. Jean Carroll brought the dispute against Donald Trump because she says that she that he raped her uh, on a specific day that she doesn't quite remember uh, in a specific year that she doesn't quite remember. Uh, but she does remember it was at Bergdorf Goodman. And Donald Trump raped her. And then later on, he went on to disparage and defame her. And she was very upset. She, she wanted millions of dollars. Now, again, it's a civil complaint, um, you know, very similar to what they finally got OJ to pay up on or what, you know, happened with Taylor Swift and that one DJ that she said groped him, all this kind of, it's all civil stuff. Um, and and it, it really, I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> when it comes to Donald Trump's legal schedule, it didn't really, it wasn't a priority. Let's just say that. Hmm. It wasn't a priority to Donald Trump and his legal team. I mean, think about it. When you're facing 34 counts of ridiculousness in New York and a federal count of in interfering with um, with uh, top secret documents and, you know, the Espionage Act in D.C. And then you've got the election interference thing probe going on in Georgia. A little civil case by some crazy author lady who claims that she raped you, but can't remember or you claims you raped her, but can't remember when, uh, you know, it's low on your it's low on your totem pole of of, of what you're going to pay attention to and Joe Biden. And that's the thing. Donald Trump didn't even go and testify. Sorry. I said Joe Biden there because when I think of creepy rapists, that's the name that comes to mind. Tara Reed, <coughs> Tara Reed, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, anywho. So Donald Trump didn't go. He, they had this, this deposition. There's a clip of it on my Facebook page. If you want to go watch it, where he just, he just does like literally it's one of my favorite clips ever. I'm going to be honest with you. The clip of Donald, if you have, you know what, maybe I'll play it. All right, I think I'm going to play it just because I love it so much. This was the clip. If you haven't heard it yet, it's fantastic. And it is Donald Trump in his taped deposition. And he is uh, asked a question about what he meant when he said. When you said in that here video it is. that Ms. Leeds would not be your first choice, you were referring to her physical looks, correct? Just the overall. Not, I, I look at her. I see her. I hear what she says. Whatever. You wouldn't be a choice of mine either, to be honest with you. I hope you're not insulted. I would not, under any circumstances, have any interest in you. I'm being, I'm honest when I say it. Uh, she, I would not have any interest in. Okay. So in answering the, Donald, Donald Trump answers the question, what did you mean when you said uh, you would not have any interest in her? F do you mean physically? <laughs> he answers the question, 
by literally just shredding and insulting the lawyer who asked it, which is, you know, typical Donald Trump. And a great answer to a really ridiculous question. Um, anyway, anyway, so that's what, uh, anyway, I brought that up because he, that's all they did. He went in for the recorded deposition. He didn't even show up for, to mount a defense because he knew probably either A, he was going to lose and have to stroke a big check, or B, he was going to win because it was so ridiculous. Now, both kind of happened. The first thing that happened is they found him not liable because, again, you're not guilty or innocent in a civil court. You are liable. So they said he's not liable uh, for uh, rape. He didn't rape her. They couldn't prove that. They didn't believe that she was raped. He was liable for battery, which means they think that he groped or touched her or forced himself on her sexually some way. Uh, and then, of course, they found him guilty for defamation because, well, I mean, let's be honest, defamation that's Donald Trump's whole business model. <laughs> I mean, you're you're going to be found guilty of defamation because there's, I mean, we all saw it. We all heard it. We read, in fact, this, even, even this morning, I think he's back on Truth Social defaming her or something. I mean, that's how Donald Trump got where he is. That's how he won the presidency. And that's how he plans on winning it again. You know, defamation to Donald Trump is not an illegal activity or something that is going to cause any problems. It's a way to, it's a cheap way to get free press and to, uh, to really bolster your bottom line. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, and so, you know, the, the, his lawyer came out and said, we're actually really extremely happy with this because we know Donald Trump didn't rape anybody. We're going to appeal. Uh, they're going to appeal the liability on the other two charges. But it, at the end of the day, this whole thing could go away for just a mere $5 million. I mean, that, think about that's dirt cheap. Um, Donald Trump, though, furious because he still says, I don't know who this lady is. And she's just trying to, let's face it, she's probably doing to Donald Trump what Donald Trump would do to somebody else. And that is try to get free publicity. Um, so it, anyway, it's a little thing. However, on the left, they really, they want to celebrate this, man. They really think it's cool. And so they go out and they immediately start tweeting. And the problem is that apparently lawyers who have been elected to the house of representatives, a body, a legal body that creates laws, people that create the laws in this country, apparently a lot of them don't even know what the law is. And one of them is representative Eric Swalwell, you know, best friend and, and bed buddy of Fang Fang, the Chinese spy. And uh, Eric Swalwell immediately tweeted out, Donald Trump has been convicted of sexual assault. And Kevin McCarthy is all in with this sexually abusive pal. Now, this is false <laughs> because he's not been convicted of anything. Again, it's a civil suit. It's a liability. There's no conviction. There's no crime that's been committed or brought. In fact, there's no evidence of a crime. The crime was never, this was not a criminal trial, which tells you a lot. When somebody says I was raped, doesn't call the cops, doesn't call the authorities, doesn't tell anybody about it, writes it in a book, gets a lot of free publicity, publishes that book, sells a lot of copies of that book, and then says, you know what? Now I'm going to sue you years after the fact, but I don't have any evidence or proof that this thing even happened. Um, that, you know, it, it's pretty telling when the, uh, when the law doesn't go after Donald Trump because they go, there's just, there's, there's nothing here. But F F Representative Eric Swalwell believes that Donald Trump has been convicted. So immediately, the Twitter uh, faithful, who now represent both sides of the aisle, attacked, I mean, they just went after him. And they added some community notes. Readers added context they thought people might want to know. Trump was found civilly liable on some of the claims brought against him in a civil lawsuit. A defendant of a civil liability is either liable or not liable. Trump was not charged with nor convicted of a crime. And then they linked to the lawsuit 
and verdict details. Um, but then Eric Swalwell was not even done yet. He wrote, he wrote another tweet four hours later that said the party of a convicted sexual abuser. And he put two asterisks around convicted. Um, and then of course they added context to that one. This was not a criminal trial, but a civil case. Donald Trump was not convicted of sexual abuse. He was found liable for battery. So he's doubling down on the lie. And that's just, that's just what you do when you're a Democrat, when you don't have the truth on all you have are lies. You have to deny, deny, deny. You have to keep going. You have to deny something until people believe it. And, and that's what Eric Swalwell is trying to do. That's what the whole Democrat party is trying to do. Now, the second big thing going on with Donald Trump today is the CNN town hall pause for coffee swilling. Ah, that is very tasty. Very tasty. That's American coffee, by the way. Well, technically it's Colombian coffee. That was uh, processed and sold here uh, by veterans in America. Um, anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So tonight, the big CNN town hall meeting. And this is really an interesting situation. This is something I'm really looking forward to. I know a lot of folks look forward to, like, you know, the Academy Awards. I don't know who. The Grammys. The Super Bowl. Maybe, you, uh, maybe you're, like, a big fan of, I don't know, what else is exciting that you can watch? Christmas. The World Series. Oh, there's hockey on, too, right? Stanley Cup. Whatever. Whatever your cup of tea is, if there's some big event, the Kids' Choice Awards, who knows? Whatever you're excited about, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm very excited about this CNN town hall tonight because it's Donald Trump, who's never been a big fan of CNN, on CNN, who's never been a big fan of Donald Trump. Yet there's a difference here because both CNN and Donald Trump have a common enemy, a common adversary, and they are both antagonistic toward or indirect competition with Fox News, Fox News, little beleaguered, little battered, bleeding audience, the Tucker Carlson loss, which, oh, by the way, we should probably talk about Tucker Carlson, too. Um, the Tucker Carlson loss, uh, it was a big loss. That was a big loss for Fox News. They saw the audience just flood, like fleeing. I mean, a half of them, 45 percent down nation uh, over station overall. And at the eight o'clock spot, forget about it. They're losing to MSNBC. They're losing to I think they're losing to reruns of my mother, the car. But I'm not sure I have to. I have to double check. That could be just, I could be wrong about that. Um, and so Donald Trump is going on to CNN, CNN, who's always hated Fox News. Donald Trump, who now hates Fox News because they've basically, you know, they've basically banned him from the network. They've put all of their weight and all of their power and all of their, all of their reporters um, in DeSantis. They're, they're firmly behind Ron DeSantis. They want Ron DeSantis to win no matter what, even though that guy hasn't even announced. Uh, and so they're, they're, they've teamed up. CNN and Donald Trump are taking down Fox News tonight, and I imagine it's going to be the most watched show at 9 o'clock. Sorry, Sean Hannity. And I imagine that while they're going to be hard on him and they're going to ask him about this civil case and they're going to ask him about what happened in New York, they're probably going to bring up January 6th because it's still CNN. They are going to be less co confrontational, let's just say, than I would even say Katie Couric was. If, I don't know if you remember when Katie Couric did a one-on-one -on -one with Donald Trump during the 2020 election, and she was just, she was just, man. Oh, I'm sorry, not Katie Couric. The younger Katie Couric. The new Katie Couric. What's her name? Savannah Guthrie. Thank you. Savannah Guthrie. I, Savannah Guthrie, literally, I mean, she was just a terror, man. She was a terror to Donald Trump during the 2022 election when they did their one-on-one -on -one sit-down chat. I don't think that, I don't think you're going to see that on CNN today. I think it's going to be a little bit more tame, but at the same time, I think uh, there will be some sparks that fly, and I think you're going to get a lot of great Donald Trump one-liners and, uh, and, and tidbits out of it. And I think the most important thing is that this continues to put Donald Trump in the spotlight. Remember, here are the people running for president currently. 
Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Asa Hutchinson, Larry Elder. As far as I know, that's it on the Republican side. On the left, you've got Joe Biden and RFK Jr. Oh, and Marianne Williamson. I don't want to forget about her. So that's it. But you only ever hear about two contestants. You hear about Donald Trump. Yesterday, the news was all about Donald Trump. Today, the news is going to continue to be all about Donald Trump. Depending on what happens at the CNN town hall tonight, guess what? Tomorrow, the news is going to be all about Donald Trump until, of course, the 700,000 migrants at the border burst through the gates because Title 42 is going to be lifted. Um, and so that's it. Donald Trump is getting more and more free publicity. His, his approval numbers continue to skyrocket. And again, no matter what they try to do, no matter what they try to do to him, nothing happens. I was talking to somebody this morning. Was it Rich Jones on WOKV? I forget. But the, the thing about Donald Trump and these Democrat contrived controversies, you have to think of it like it's a, um, you have to think of it like it's a campfire, right? It's a campfire. And, you know, you light a campfire and it burns. And like, the, for example, impeachment, whoa, whoo, it burns brightly, but then it kind of like dies down. And the Democrats go, wait a minute, what happened to our big, bright fire? Everyone was looking at our fire. Everyone could smell our fire. Everyone was so enamored with our fire. We thought our fire was going to just tear, burn down Donald Trump for good. But now look at that. It's kind of, kind of dwindling. So they go get another log. Impeachment 2.0. Whoom. They throw the log on the fire and boof, it explodes again and erupts into flames and it burns brightly for everyone to see. And then, of course, it dies down. So they go get another log. What do we got now? Taxes. Boom. Ukraine. Boom. What else we got here? Oh, there's something going on with election. What did he say to Brad Raffensperger on the phone? Boom. And this is it. This whole thing in New York City, this E. Jean Carroll thing, it's all just logs on the fire that burn brightly for a minute and then they go away. But the important thing is that Joe Biden's got a fire and nobody's throwing logs on it. And if they do, they're really bad logs. They're logs about Hunter Biden and they're logs about, you know, um, him not recognizing his grandchildren and they're logs about his mental capacity and the fact that nobody in his party likes him. They're trying to douse that fire and those logs are still burning bright. Ron DeSantis has no logs because he hasn't even jumped into the race. Nikki Haley, nobody's throwing logs in Nikki Haley's fire. They would love for somebody to try to draw put attention on them, but nobody cares about them. And the media in 2016 gave Donald Trump billions of dollars of free advertising by trying to tear him down and it just built him up. In 2020, they did it again with some other things. And now in 2024, they're doing it yet again. And I think this time uh, it's going to benefit Donald Trump because in 2020, nobody really knew how bad Joe Biden was going to be. I mean, I did. Nobody really knew. We told you how bad Joe Biden was going to be, but a lot of people didn't believe it. Now, everybody knows. So given the uh, choice between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, well, we see what the polls are saying. I mean, at Donald Trump, I mean, all the way. 855, oh wait, uh, you, don't, you don't need the phone number. <laughs> I got all excited. I thought I was on the radio and I was going to give you, the, if you want the phone number, you can call in today because it is whatever you want. Wednesday, 855-940-MARK is that number. Uh, but listen, I want, well, the Tucker Carlson thing, I got to wrap this up. So the Tucker Carlson thing we'll get to on the show, definitely. He basically has, an, he announced yesterday that Twitter's his platform, man. He's going to Twitter. Twitter, uh, Twitter, Twitter, chicken dinner. Um, he's got his show coming back to Twitter. We don't know what kind of, compensation he's getting. We don't know exactly what happened with Elon Musk. If there's a contract, we do know this Fox news ain't going to pay him. He's going to blow that Fox news money, that $20 million a year. They were going to give him that's out the window because he is he's wanting his voice back. He wants it on a platform where a lot of people can see it. Twitter is one of those platforms. It's a free speech platform. 
And I think in Elon Musk, he knows that he's not going to get censored or shut down or suppressed or anything. Um, and probably he'll make a, just a crap ton of money. I mean, Elon Musk is the second richest man in the world. Rupert Murdoch is not. Anyway, more of that coming up. Uh, like I said, noon today, please join us. And then, of course, if you haven't joined our locals page at markk.locals.com, markk.locals.com is where you go to join us for our post show live, which happens at three Eastern, two Central. We hope you'll join us for both of those. As always, follow this podcast, share this podcast, like this podcast, comment on this podcast, tell everyone you know about it because we got to get the message out there. We got to make sure everybody knows what the media is telling you, what Eric Swalwell is telling you, and then, of course, what the actual truth is. That's the only way we're going to save the republic.